Welcome to Every All Member with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Matsu, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, wonderful, reliable co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. 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 At, 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 this is Every All Member of the podcast. We're listening to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode. And today, what are, are, we, what? are we? What are we what? What? What are we what? We're, we're doing a little talk talking. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. I wanted you to say, who are we talking about? Sorry. And I was like, Sorry. <laughs> I got a little excited there. I was like, oh, this is going to be funny when he says, what are we talking about? Who, talk, are, we talking talk. about? who are we talking about, Alex? Talk, talk. <laughs> talk we talk and talk, talk. All talk. right. It's talk, 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 and talk, 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 talking, talking, talk, talking with Mike and Alex about t- whatever word it is. Uh, yeah, we will be doing that. Uh, this was requested on Patreon by our buddy Ryan. Ryan also requested Brainiac way back when. So, oh, we, that's a good one. We love Ryan's. We, Ryan's a good one. Ryan's a good egg. We love Ryan. He's not on my shit list like Rory is. No, Rory, no, no, I love Rory. We love Rory. Oh, I love Rory. And yeah. we're gonna have more. <laughs> we will have more Rory requests coming up for sure. But uh, yeah, so thank you, thank you for requesting and for pledging and for supporting and being there all the time. Uh, this one was like a, it was like a like a, a full message of like, all right, I put a lot of thought in this. I think it's important. I think you guys need to talk, talk. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a little bit of experience with this band years ago. Did you have any prior? I have zero. zero. I know I know the one big song. We all know the one big song. We know the one big song. And like I've I've wanted to do like a 80s synth band which this kind of is but also isn't yeah um i've wanted to do a band like this but surprisingly a lot of those bands have had lengthy careers yep. or, so um i i welcome this uh all i i have some mixed feelings but this was such a, a breath of a fresh air mm-hmm. and just so pleasant this is i i'm so excited I yeah i I'm truly in love. I, nice. I can't. I, I I have so much to say. Nice. By the way, into the pee hole of the mic. Into the pee hole. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Perfect, perfect. Uh, so before we get into all that, we're going to go very, very in depth with this episode. But uh, if you want to help support us, please subscribe and do all that horse shit. If you would like us, uh, if you would like, if you would like, and if you like us, I don't know. Why I'm wording things so oddly. You can find our Spotify playlist on Talk Talk. You can find the uh, link in the description. We got plays associated with pretty much every episode. You can find them all at everyalbumever.com. And if you want to help and support us, just like just like Ryan did and Ryan does, patreon.com slash everyalbumever. There we got bonus episodes, early access to the loose ends episodes. Uh, you get discounts off merch. You get to see which which artists we have planned ahead of schedule. And of course, tier two, just like Ryan, you get to jump the line. Uh, we have like a, a bunch of requests. I tried to, I, I responded to like all the remaining emails uh, the other day. So... I think we're, we are finally caught up, but like there's just so many fucking requests and we have a lot of Patreon requests coming up on uh, the next few weeks and next, you know, two months, a lot of Patreon requests. So I'm, I'm very happy that they're taking advantage Same because Same. They, they are important. By the way, we have the fucking best friends. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I know. Even, oh even when we crap on bands, they like, like the cramps. They're just like, thank you so much guys. And- <laughs> it's like, the thing is like, they, they mostly just request stuff that I've been wanting to hear or I'm curious mm-hmm. about or stuff that I need an excuse to listen to. You know, like sure. we have another, like a few weeks where there's one episode that I've been trying to do that I've been wanting to do, but no, I had no reason to do it. We had a patron request it, so there it is. Hell yeah. And they're all they're just the fucking they're the greatest. So thank you all so much for supporting you guys are fucking keeping us going, literally. Um and I think that's it for plugs for now. But yes. uh talk, 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 
talk. So the the song that the whole world knows is my life. Yes. Don't you forget. It, it's it's a it's so new wave. It's so eighties. It's a good song. It's not We're, like also that means we're one step closer to doing no doubt. Oh, fuck you. Oh, man. As Once, if we, we need more. We've covered so much groundwork. We're this ancient, ancient yeah. towards that no doubt oh episode. Oh, my God. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay, just not now. All right. It's my life, all right? Don't you forget <laughs> it. All right? yeah, yeah. But that's it's a very famous song, and that's what I'm assuming anyone thinks of when they see the name Talk Talk. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, dude, they one of the most unexpected hard hard left turns hard left one of the the most drastic unexpected and uh huge transformations in all of modern music agreed yeah like over the course of five albums they it's so crazy unbelievable five albums a lot of bands release you know double digit albums and don't change this much not even close uh, yeah these, like, these guys did it in five in five and it's like here's here's because like there's only five so from one to the next i'm like okay i see the progression mm-hmm. and then from that one to the next i'm like wait what and then from that one to the next i'm like wait hold slow down that was yeah. the next one like stop yeah yeah, yeah. It's like, but each one is and here's a here's the thing I, I i think we should both preface incredibly this is fucking not for everyone this will for for casual music listeners. Well, this two, will bore the dick off them, dude. Well, t- the last two out. Last two, I would say parts of the love the the third. Well, yeah, parts of the third and most of the last two. And my experience with this band was I years like a, over a decade ago. I was in a, I was obsessed with Slint. Still mm-hmm. am, really. Check out that episode, by the way. And uh. I just I went on a kick of like really obscure post rock bands like you know Rodan and June of forty four, and eventually that leads to like the bigger stuff and the more known stuff. And so eventually I saw Talk Talk and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, these guys helped pioneer post rock, and they they cited the the last two albums. So I gave those a listen and I didn't like it. I just mm. couldn't get into it. And it was like, this is boring. It's so minimal. There's, there's not much happening it's because I'm a fucking idiot. You you're an mm-hmm. idiot if you don't like this. It's like it's not meant for like it. First of all. It's super post-rocky in a Godspeed kind of way. Like, I didn't like Godspeed when I first saw yeah. them either, but now they're one of my all-time favorites. Literally, the record is right there. And it takes so much patience, and if you put it on the background, it's gone. You can't have it on the background. Mm-hmm. You need to be actively paying attention to this stuff. Uh, and we're, I'm sorry, I'm getting talking to it. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because they don't, they don't even start that way. No. They're a new wave band. Yeah. Hold, what's, what, is, what the fuck is this? Uh, yeah, they started as a quartet. Over in the UK, uh, we got Mark Hollis, vocalist, main songwriter, uh, Lee Harris on drums, Paul Webb on the bass, and Simon Brenner on the keys. But he would yeah. leave after the first album, mm-hmm. making them a trio, and then eventually towards the end, this two members, but we'll get into the nitty gritties. Um, and... What the fuck was it? Oh, very similar to like uh, when we did Big Star, how mm-hmm. they started off with a lot of members and they didn't yeah, replace dwindled. it. Yeah, they, <laughs> they just didn't replace them. Yeah, they well, just kept going forward. That's the thing. Like a lot of times, it's just extra weight, mm-hmm. and you and if you're if you're if you notice like the the dudes that are really good at the songwriting are kind of just these two guys. Bring in some touring musicians. Yeah. It's just more personalities to juggle. It's just more. Um, 
it's like more red tape almost because mm-hmm. like I know having played in a, a lot of bands and I'm I was typically the main songwriter for most of them but when you're in a band and everyone is trying to like carry their own weight you can't just throw your dick around like you and you can but then you breed resentment and then mm-hmm. they, they still they start feeling more detached and less like a band and more like they're your employee which is mm-hmm. hard when you're not paying them so <laughs> so a lot of it is like okay I wrote this thing I really like it and then you have to show with him and they're like I like it but maybe this but really I feel like I know best so I, I don't want I don't want to change that little thing I I, I maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's worse all right maybe they're right but also maybe they're wrong and the fact that the more members there are the more red tape you got to go through mm-hmm. so in this particular case they they're better without the members I would say yeah I don't know if it if it was just kind of like a evolutionary thing or you know this is what the um mark hollis always wanted to do yeah but i mean we we got it so yeah and it's uh one one patron uh left a comment when i i posted that we we're going to cover this this band on, on patreon he was more excited than the guy who requested it oh because he was like no never before his name's scott what's up by the way he says uh he Cr- said christmas coming early for that guy then hell yeah we're also going to cover requests from him pretty soon but said like yeah never like the transformation within five albums that can only rival the beatles and that's a like it's actually in terms of overall like you listen to the first album you listen to the last album that's true yeah yeah it's unrecognizable yeah. unrecognizable even i probably more extreme than the beatles i think a little bit more uh, yeah, extreme. You yeah. Could, the beatles always had pop sensibilities too. yeah this sounds like so they a whole new team of scientists came in and be like, all right, we're going to change music forever. And yes. We're, we're going to stop with this new wave shit. Yes. And I like new wave shit. I, mean, I don't love it, but I still enjoy it. So, uh, yeah. So you, you pretty much covered how they, how they, well, the original lineup, how they formed. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, they signed to EMI and that leads us into these albums. Oh yeah. So we're going to get all of them. All right. So if you're ready. I'm, I've been ready. Hell yeah. So they have, like we keep saying five albums total. First album came out in 1982. Last one, 1991. So this is 1982's The Party's Over. Amazing song. Love it. So good. Yeah, I love it too. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, yeah, this got me. This did what it's supposed to do. Got me amped yep. for the album. Absolutely. And yeah, um, I don't know if they wanted to be like this or this kind of felt like the pressure of like what was going on and musically, but like they're a good synth pop band. Great songwriters out the gate. Yeah, it was, it's immediately recognizable. Like they they can write a fucking song. Yes. Holy shit. This is this is one album that I I have a lot of trouble imagining people not liking. Oh yeah, they're, this is like friendly for because especially these days where our generation is obsessed with the eighties. Mm-hmm. This is fucking cream of the crop. It may not have the the hits 
Or at least over in America. I don't know. Talk Talk's probably I'm sure a little more movie. popular in the UK these days. But it, um, it did it did pretty well in the UK. I think like it did 21 on the, on the charts. Oh man, this could, part's so fucking good. The keys, even though this is a different guy playing keys, yeah. keys in this band are pretty stellar. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, super short song, like yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna hear the whole thing, and this is a short album, but god damn, uh, put my mind at ease. It made me very excited because, like I said before, I heard the last two albums, mm-hmm. so I heard this. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I oh, want to see how that. You, you went in reverse. I did. Yeah, I want to hear how they got there. Yeah, and this was like, I'm excited. I'm, I'm yeah. super excited. Also, uh, I think I'm gonna give this one personal favorite. I, I get it, but I disagree. Easy, it's the e- it's just easy to consume. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any complaints. It's so serious. It's not the. It's the. I think it's the weakest song. Yeah, yeah not the sure. best. But then, holy shit! Today comes on, dude. Oh. It's like moody workout music, and they got the fucking Miami Vice toms yep. on it. Dude, it, it, dude, dude, the drums have aged so badly in this song. Yeah. It's so hilariously 80s. It's it, it's fucking great. And that was also their first like big hit. Is it? Okay. Um, Mirror Man was their first single, and I don't know who decided to pick that song as a single, but I totally understand why that song didn't chart. I don't. I like it. I, don't, I think it's a bit samey, but... Uh, I think, well, because that one, Mirror Man and Another World are back-to-back, and they kind of blend in together for mm-hmm. me. I do like Mirror Man more, though. Really? I, I went the opposite. I, I like got you. It, yeah, Another World more. Uh, these these hooks are unbelievable. They're they're yeah. inventive, and but they're still extremely extremely accessible. Yes. Like, the fucking, the main riff and bass line to Have You Heard the News? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I was not expecting... Uh, and and I'm gonna repeat myself. I was not expecting Mr. Webb to go so hard on every album he's in. That dude is rad. He's like one of uh, he. Well, I don't. I guess it's not really my world, but I I feel like he's one of the most underrated '80s synth pop bass he, players he, yeah. ever. Like, man, that man brings it almost every song. There extremely memorable bass lines yeah yeah and, and even if the the tone of it is is pretty dated like all the instrumentation is just so over the top the wedding singer like you yeah. you know all this stuff and i feel like that, that, that can turn a lot of people off but I, it's i think it's so accepted at this point just the new waviness it stopped being it almost uh, it's it, it dated and became more romanticized exactly exactly yeah. it went from being hip to being stupid to being kind of nice again like, yes so it, it's really i mean because of that like these are so fantastically written holy shit like uh That's, hate caught me off guard dude, real well hate is well, insane yeah. i i like had to listen to it again because i was like what is going on with this song like man it's it's also weird to like come from a like metal world where like usually people are talking about things being insane, meaning they're shredding involved. Yeah. Where like a song like "Hate," it's not that it's shredding; it's this the choices that are made are are bonkers. Bonkers, bold, uh, yeah, uh, confident, yeah. and fucking creative as shit. Always confident. Oh, Always confident, dude. They only get they, by the end of the album. They're the most confident fucking band in the world. Favorite track, 
and I'm it, candy and it's the closer and it just feels so fucking good. And yeah. when, when it first came out, I'm like, this album is so goddamn good. Holy shit. That's interesting. My favorite is the title track. Real, oh, that's, I mean, I like it as well. I, lo- I love how like melodramatic it is. It, it uh, works a little better than it's so serious. Uh, his voice this has like peaks and valleys on that title track. He has an interesting voice, Hollis. He, uh, and then they throw in like the oriental sounding yeah. stuff in it too. It's just insane for pop music. Oh yeah. Insane. So it's not so noticeable on the first few albums, but his voice is really goofy and Muppety. That, I, yeah, I, would, yeah. I would say the title track is the the goofiest. Okay. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because overall, he just it just kind of registers as a new wavy, and it, it's it's just oh, he's a British guy he's singing. He's singing fine. It fits he, in. Yeah, yeah. When they when they came out, a lot of a lot of comparisons to Duran Duran. It didn't help. They bought in the producer uh, Colin Thurston, who worked with Duran Duran. But that's not why they picked him. They picked him because they liked his work with Bowie. Oh. So I think maybe that kind of also set them down this route of like, God damn it. We're not Duran Duran. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, they proved it, but also like it also no shade to Duran Duran, beautiful songs. Oh, sure. Sure. I never gave (laughs) a fair shot, but like it it infuriates me that, that I I would say, I'd imagine people have this with this band a lot casuals, you know, that, so much of music and art is just the coat of paint and the aesthetic of it mm-hmm. and the tone of it more so than the, 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 the meat of it. Like these are really, oh, really well-written songs. I was going to say, you can tell these guys are good, good players. Really They're extremely talented. Yeah. It's just, it just is very shiny and glossy and new wavy and dancey mm-hmm. and goofy as fuck. Yeah. So it's it's not going to be for like people. I imagine people not taking it seriously because of that, because it seems fun and kind of like, oh, it's it's, it's just fun, stupid, lighthearted kind of new way. Yeah. You, when your audience is the masses, it's um, I feel like people are a little more aware or a little better. But even I'm guilty of it myself. Like last year, I didn't listen to like the weekends album until like for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's an example of like modern pop music that or at least to me that i thought was well crafted Mm -hmm. there's obviously very talented musicianship going on here but because it's for the masses that's not necessarily the conversation going on with it yeah but strong strong debut strong strong debut oh yeah alex's personal favorite it's a fun fucking album this one is it probably the most accessible uh maybe there's probably a contender for another one but uh this one's damn good so we gonna move on. This is the follow-up, 1984's "It's My Life." This is an insane thing to open an album. It's ridiculous. Also, I thought I heard this. Uh, if you can't tell, listeners, this song's called "Dum Dum Girl." Yep. I was like, oh, the group The Dum Dum Girls is named after this song. Oh. No, they're not. They're named after an Iggy Pop song and a Vaseline song. Nothing to do with this song. That's pretty delightful. Yeah. These farty bass lines are hilarious. I was going to say. Uh, is this the... Yes, he did fretless bass on this album. Did he? Okay. Uh, there was one song that was a little too challenging for him and they bought someone else in. Really? You know what song? Um, yes, I have it written down. Stealing 
the last time. That one kind of sent him over the edge. His, but you know what? He did the damn thing, and he... This is a great chorus, man. I think it's a weird opener, but I still dig the song. I, yeah, I wrote, I may even like the flutes on this song. I think when they bring in more traditional orchestral instruments, it's always it's always interesting at the very minimum. I, I really at that. best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because uh, the stuff I don't like, it's not like, oh, fuck, like, end this. It's just like, I, it's not hitting for me. So, right. So this is the album with their biggest song in the world. Yes. Uh, worst, least favorite. Worst for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 th- this was such an easy worst because it, it's the only. This is the only album I don't like. Uh yes. Ultimately, that's why I gave it worst because it's the album I'm least likely to, or would be like on the bottom of my list if I'm like, oh, let me let me throw on some talk talk. This album's kind of yeah at the bottom to to check out. By the way, before I forget, every album cover is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. 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 This was this is actually one of the better covers, too. It's very, very uh, was oh, it surrealist. Also, this isn't even I guess it's I I guess it's not even a bad album. No, no, it's not it a bad album. didn't like hit me the way others did. This is the, the gap between the first album and this one is the smallest mm. in terms of style and presentation. It's a still new weight. Yes. Like, uh, I think it, it's still it's wider. It, it's a little bit deeper. There's more space in the mix. There's more instruments in there. Mm-hmm. It's not. Some of the parts are dated, but it is nothing compared to the the Miami Vice drums of the last one. It's it's a step forward instead of a leap forward. Exactly. Yeah. So this one, it felt like a drastic step down in in consistency. This has the most songs I don't like. Like, uh, some of these are actually like a lot of these actually really bore me. Like Renee bores the fuck out of me. Yeah. Yep, I wrote Renee's per- after listening. No, yeah, Renee's is fucking boring. I I don't care for it. Um, I think tomorrow started is also kind of lacking. I don't mind it. I like the I it's, like how percussive it is. Uh and again, that song, the standout instrument on there is the fucking bass. Like, there's a, there's a lot of really cool synth stuff in there too. I like the a, arrangements of it a lot more. This is a lot of like slow sexy music on here which i'm not opposed to but it's just like it's it feels like too much of one thing it's the energy has been diminished that's yeah there's so little energy in here and that's like compared to where where we're gonna go this has the most energy of anything in the fucking world this is this is on cocaine compared to the later albums but for the style of it for the new wavy style of it where it still has the same type of of uh, instrumentation and presentation as the first album, but with none of the energy, it feels more boring than anything they've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, another example of his wacky vocals when he, on such a shame when he sings that. Uh, okay. It's pretty funny. Well, to me, I thought it was pretty funny the way I think it happens pretty early. Yeah, right? you, you hit, hit that some bitch. And if it doesn't, I apologize. No, these album covers are like uh, a hair away from being Marsville to album covers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real close. <laughs> They're very prog rock. What I love about them 
is that between every album they have this uniform white border to them or like border and so they and look the, like they belong yeah and the font that they use for the, the band name and album title is always the kind of the same or it's very skinny I don't know what the hell that font's called but it's very skinny tall letters arguably this is a cool open like it is it is or like cool intro yeah yeah so much for starting earlier I'm, it's I'm really good production on this I'm gonna jump around a little not quite Morrissey, but no, not quite. I like the song. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna listen to the whole album and be like, you know what? Let's take, take it back. Take it back. This is a strong new wave song. It is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. I found. I like that bass too. Oh, I think the the fretless works really well there. Uh, I love the arrangement. It's a good song, but it just missing something. I can't. I couldn't Mm. tell you what it is. I couldn't tell you what it is. I was most drawn to the weirdest songs on here, and to me, those would be "Call in the Night Boy," which oh. Love it. The guitar, the piano. Holy (laughs) shit. Also playing piano on here is their producer, Tim uh, Freshy Green. Uh, Where is that? Is it up there? Uh, Tim. Yeah, Tim Freeze Green. I don't know. Um, He's like the... Oh, he's the he's the man. Yeah, that and dude, he would he would stay producing he's and writing. Like, he's like their uh, George. It's George Martin. George Martin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the like unofficial fifth, fifth member for yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, third member or fourth member for sure. Yeah, he he starts becoming like the main songwriter, like co-main songwriter. Yes, he helps yeah. uh, Hollis write songs too. Um, that dude's rad. Yeah, and then a, a, another crazy thing is: Does Caroline know? That's a fucking YMO song. I hate that song. You think so? I think it's a YMO song. Oh, That's oh. A, a, it is dancey and percussive, but yeah. it just didn't do it for me. I think that by that point in the album, I was already dead. Because honestly, the closer, It's You, I like that song, but I was always defeated by the mm. album. So I was like, it's, yeah. it, the, the effect of it is greatly diminished. I didn't love that song, but yeah, I think the one-two punch of calling the night boy and does Caroline know like reinvigorated me and call the night boy. I think is my favorite track in the album. Those, yeah. yeah. Those are probably not like, even though it's impossible for the band to get back together, but if they did, I don't think those two songs would be high up on probably not. And even <laughs> honestly, the title track, which is the most, their most famous song. I don't even, I wouldn't even care to hear that one again. Like, I think that's a good example of like, it's lacking energy, but then I don't want to get too far ahead, but I feel like it's kind of foreshadowing a little bit because on the next album, there's a lot of songs where I'm like, this isn't high tempo. It's not low tempo. It's just this awesome, like, banger of a song that this exists in this, like, medium. Yeah, mid-paced driving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're they're, they're good at it. Very good at it. Yeah. And honestly, the title track is a good song. It's just... For some reason, it was chosen by society to be the thing that represents well, the 80s. Yeah, I think the the No Doubt cover definitely drove yeah. its popularity. And I'm sure like that No Doubt version is so loud compared to to this version. Yeah. I'm sure people who like the No Doubt version were just like, what? Yeah. What? It's funny. No Doubt didn't even really change it that much. This no. made it louder. Yeah. Yeah. Louder, less electronic instruments. Mm-hmm. Gwen Stefani. 
whose voice I still like. I mean, I just like it. I don't like only music we were, so much, but if only we were recording this on a Sunday morning. Oh no. Alex, I'm just a girl. You gotta, you, you can't <laughs> be putting this on me. All right. Uh, so yeah, With that kind of attitude, you're going to end up as my ex-boyfriend. God damn it. We're just going to be, dizzy. Who, who are we? What are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't feel good. I might go have to go relax in some, some bath water. I'm going to shoot both <laughs> of us right now. I'm going to murder suicidists right now. It's but, also around Halloween. So there's a lot of spider webs around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I've been defeated. What more do you want from me? <laughs> you know what? Request for fucking no doubt we're going to get after this. <laughs> it's like you're living in some sort of tragic kingdom, Mike. Why do you know so many references? Why do you know so many no doubt references? I've never heard anybody know so many at the top of their head. Alex secretly fucking loves no doubt. This is this is what I'm learning. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but <laughs> Alex's worst, my worst and least favorite. I think it's their weakest uh, without a doubt. Uh, I can't believe for a band with five albums, how liberal I was with my picks right now. Yeah. Like, Dude, I, it came down to the right before you got here. I changed yeah. it last second because I just it's it's so funny to do like these beefy discographies. All this like lump the positive accolades on one album or the negative, And then it's just like hold on this band's got five albums and i think i think use every single one yeah on individual albums but this is also a band with a more varied discography it's way more that's, diverse. yeah that's so, a good good way to put it it was so tough for me to choose a best and favorite like it came down to the wire for me yeah for sure i had to listen to them more than a couple times to, to kind of figure it out but we got a few more left so this is where shit starts to get real weird and real different. But this is 1986's The Color of Spring. I don't think this album's too weird. It's it, There's definitely some weird shit on here that I think like music geeks are just like, those are some choices there. But I think for the masses quite accessible. Yes. It's just not what it was. The, the second this Less, Not so much less this sense. part. Yeah. The, sec- the second this song kind of kicks in, I'm like, oh, they've aged like 100 years since mm-hmm. the last album. This, this is a very different band. Uh, yeah, very early on in this song, I was like, this is, you know, laid back. It's still like sexy music. Oh, those pianos, man. Oh, I'm already getting hard. Oh, I fucking love it. I love this. But I could tell there was something different in the air on yeah. this album. You feel it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think of Phil Collins I know. puns now. So clearly, this is not new wave. Just immediately, this is not like. Mm-hmm. Whereas the last one it was like, it, it, it was deeper. There's more to dissect there, but it's not new wave. I mean, it's still new wave. You can still technically. This is all right. We're we're moving on. We're moving on. Also, like, not that he was any slouch before, but like Lee Harris is playing on this album is just like he went to a different the drummer oh yeah 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 he went to a different level for this it is a different style completely he's Mm -hmm. letting loose yeah and now we have eight tracks is that a stand-up bass i hear it is that is a double bass yep and then we're throwing in some some spanish guitar dude this is I fucking love this song. <laughs> like, and I don't even know if we'll get to the children's choir part a of it. children's choir in this song. Guys, you have to hear this. 
<laughs> no, they've gone. Um, but uh, quickly before that, eight songs, forty-five minutes. So now there's less songs, and they're lengthy songs. Mm -hmm. Fucking six minutes, eight minutes. You know. There oh, there it is. No, they've gone full. Um, it's the guy from the Beach Boys. Oh, um, Brian, Brian Wilson. They've gone full Brian Wilson. Yep. But efficient and not crazy. He's crazy, but man, that, those smile sessions. Oh no! Unbelievable. Yeah. By the uh, shit. So, best personal favorite. Whoa! Yeah. I, and damn, I wasn't expecting that. Neither was I, because I heard the first time I heard this, I was like, "This is incredible. I love this album." Yeah. I'm gonna keep. I don't know what's, I mean, I know what's next to a, a little bit. I don't know how I'll feel about it, but as of now, I'm going back to this album forever. Yeah. And then uh, by the end of it, I was like, well, all right, I have different picks. This is my favorite though. And then one more listen of like the last three albums. And I had to give it best. I had yeah. to, because it, it has a bit of a slow start. The A side is a little bit weaker than the B side, in mm -hmm. my opinion. So it takes a little bit of a little bit of revving to get to where it's fucking amazing. But once it gets going, it, it destroys you with amazing writing. Uh, the catchiest riffs they've ever had were these bass lines will, are still still stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. The the most the deepest arrangements they've had up to this point. Not not so much yes. compared to later albums, but extremely deep. The most uh, danceable and rhythmic yes. album they have. So they lose that rhythmic edge as the albums go on. And it's uh, it's not quite as uh, new, obviously not as new as the one mm -hmm. before. So it, it's that driving mid pace. You fucking feel it in your stomach. Yes. That's what this album has the most of. And the most important thing, the thing that that made me finally like I have to cave. This is yeah. the best. The closing track, time it's time. Oh, dude! It, it ends so brilliant, brilliantly. Not yeah. just the song, but like j just the way the whole album leads up to that song. Mm -hmm. You want to put it on again the second it's done. Yeah, and that that loop uh, is just something that no other album of theirs has for me. Yeah, this is the perfect uh, midway point of artistic integrity while still doing something poppy. Um, to me. But it wasn't as memorable to me, but I'm still going to come back to it. Uh, the reason it avoided any like negative accolades for me was this because I'm like, they do they do too many crazy things on this album. I can't. Yeah. Like, like, I don't love it right now, but, you know, in a few months. Yeah, probably. There's a lot of stuff in here uh, from this point on, really, that really reminds me of Peter Gabriel, especially the way Mark. Mark's sounds when he's his voice. I wrote that on life is what you make it. Oh, really? I love the yeah, like I, I did too. Actually, I wrote, uh, yeah. something about it made me think of sledgehammer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, not that it even sounds like sledgehammer, but um, this the like heavy piano notes, I, I guess, yeah. like when you go deeper, the, the more bassy notes that that piano line kind of made me think of like, yeah. A Peter Gabriel, and that's that's like the perfect example of this this like middle of the road song in terms of like it's not too amped. Yeah, it's not it's not low energy no. either. It's just exists in this middle ground. And yeah, it's, it's it's so an awesome track. It might be a little controversial, but I, I I enjoy this so much more than Peter Gabriel. I mean, I like him. I don't love him, but this stuff is like it has that it, it's that style of mm -hmm. of 
80s-ness. I don't know exactly what you would call this because mm-hmm. it's not it's not quite post-rock yet. We're not there. No, no. This is still poppy as shit. But the 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 things that become very post-rocky are tracks like like April 5th, where it's extremely minimal. It requires a lot of patience. It's very slow. It's very quiet, but it's heavenly, dude. Like it's Ta-da. angelic in areas and, and, and super minimal in others. But I, I, this is not, that's not a song for everyone. No, uh, not a song for me right now. Um, that, that song is like heavy, heavy for foreshadowing. And like, yeah, it, definitely. It's the um, most on this album anyway. Yeah. That's a song that's like, there's some like noir elements to it. If people watch yep. noir films, um, that's not the last time they'll dabble in some noir sounds. No, no, yeah. not the last. And yeah, like uh, you could you could throw that song on the Blade Runner soundtrack. Yep. Uh, not my favorite song in here, but definitely up there. I couldn't I couldn't really pick a favorite song in here. Living in another world makes me fucking smile every that time I hear insane. it. Insane! It's fucking every time nuts. I can't help but smile every time I yeah. fucking hear it. I, I, I like. <laughs> rarely rarely do i listen to a song where i'm like oh man that harmonica but this oh song- dude the harmonica songs are fucking batshit yeah they're, oh yeah. they're so well done so important to the song yeah and yeah usually your harmonicas is i don't know some singer bluesy old school r&b yeah. yeah or some singer who can't play an instrument so he hops on the harmonica but like yeah. man this that song it's wonderful yeah wonderful and they always have a designated guy for harmonica it's not like mm-hmm. like we're, we're used to like dudes who also play harmonica like you hear in the you know the 60s stuff and bob dylan like he's also playing harmonica. this guy's like you know, they brought in a fucking specialist to to harmonicize the song yeah yeah uh, me bring in all the specialists and also give it up fucking rules like it's like where I thought nothing could match my energy and excitement for living in another world, that song comes on and it just matches it completely. I, I fucking love that song. Interesting. Yeah. I did love that song, but I'm going to give it a re-listen. Those bass lines, dude. Those bass lines. There's oh. always the bass. Yeah. There's, well, not in the future, but yeah. <laughs> these these first three right. albums. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh Mike Stein coming loose? Yeah. Uh, these first three albums, there's always the bass line. Yeah. Even... Even on the, and I'm used this loosely, the worst songs. Yeah. Uh, and it's like the worst songs, I can totally understand what would be perceived as the worst songs. So like April 5th and Chameleon Day, because mm-hmm. they're so gentle. They're mad gentle. Yeah. Like, gentle to, to, to the point where you will forget the album is on because it's so quiet. <laughs> but you, that's what I'm saying. You can't have it on the background because yeah. you start missing things. And not just missing the song itself, but missing little flourishes, little tiny arrangement decisions, mm. little instruments that just kind of go in for one bar and then they're, then they're gone. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so, uh, it's not, it's not psychedelic, but it has that kind of like water mm-hmm. to it, you know, where it's just everything just kind of flows into the next thing. And community, it's like, it's hard to defend tracks that minimal, but I just it just makes me feel good. I just like it. Yeah, some sometimes minimal is not bad. Sometimes it can be though. Sometimes it can be. But another reason I give Chameleon Day such a pass is because second to last track, and then then you end it with time. It's time, and it's just the choir in that song mm-hmm. is mind blowing. Like they're not doing because when you whenever you hear a choir in a song, it, it, it usually brings it this really big triumphant feeling to it and you know really really big sound i think of like just a man from faith no more yeah where it's like fuck yeah dude this is fucking oh i feel yeah. so but it's not like that here it's different it's it's more melancholy it's darker it's weird it's more 
it has more edge to it. It's like mm-hmm. it's a it's use of choir that I've probably never heard before. It's mm-hmm. just so well done, unbelievable arrangements. It's like a again the transformation from the last album to this one is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and again it has that that rhythm to it. It has that heavy drum sound to it. It has uh, this just the most accessibility with also the most dynamics. Mm-hmm. So this is extremely accessible. I think it's a, a great starting point for people. Yes. And the fact that it's so consistent, I have to give it best. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that from you, but I'm glad we're not going to have to throw hands. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's real evolution, dude. I fucking, yeah. I, I, I love this. I want to listen to this album as soon as you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, my best and personal favorite, uh, but we got a couple more and things are going to get even weirder. But this That's, is 1988's Spirit of Eden. What did I hold on? Because I don't want to do you guys dirty. Okay. Oh, the times have 216. Oh, damn. You're on top of it. Yeah. I fucking wrote it down, but. So yeah, due to the last album, they were given like a blank check to oh. do this album. And they and should I, have done that. I, I mean, I'm glad it, they did. I bet. Uh, well, now I'm sure they're laughing on a pile of money, but yeah. I'm sure at the time EMI was not fucking happy. Listen to this, dude. This is prog rock almost. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's some like bluesy elements to it. That harmonica, I adore. It's yeah. so distorted and and gritty, and this is—it's really—it's so mellow. But like, I don't know, man. It just—it just strikes a chord in me. Yeah, I love this song. Um, not specifically this song, but I guess because I'm not like big on jazz, the thing that I felt. It closely resembled was like some some of those kraut rock things, some of those noise. The drums sound very kraut rock. Yeah, yeah. Not not so much the the tempo, but just the the tone of it. Yeah. Also, I think this is my favorite. This album is my favorite performance from Holl- from Hollis. Really, I like his voice the most in here. He's reined it way the fucking yes way in. Yeah, almost a different, totally different person. Those chords, oh. dude, so confident, just so gentle, so confident. Going at their own, they're taking you at their own pace. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. Yeah, the way this was recorded is really fucking nutty. It, I can believe it. This song is like what nine minutes? Yes. Also, as of right now, least favorite. <sighs> but you know what? I'm still gonna come back to it. I hope because I don't. I. But I'm also not ashamed to admit sometimes I don't understand things on the second or even third listen. And this is one of those things I just don't get. And I might come around one day. So here's the thing. I this was close. to This is another contender for best that I had, uh, obviously. And I was 
heavily considered it. I, I scrapped it as best last, last second or like today, not, not last second, last second, mm-hmm. but like, uh, because it's, this is a band where I, I, I fucking love them. And I, I, I so thoroughly to a fucking spiritual level, appreciate and love what they're doing, but I completely understand people who don't get it because I didn't get it. This yeah. is one of the albums that I heard when I first listened to them and I didn't like it. Yeah. It was too minimal. I, I didn't fucking care. That's the, that's the side I'm on right yeah. now is that it, for how much and the, why I didn't give it worse because it's obviously not. Um, but for how much work went into it, I'm like, I can't fucking, I can't give this work or worse. Um, so what the fuck did they do here? Uh, also cool thing, manager and executives were banned from the studio. So that's nice. fucking awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, in total 16 different musicians appear on this album. Nice. Nice. Uh, record- specialists. <laughs> recorded in a blacked out studio with an oil projector and a, sh- and strobe lighting, which sounds fucking insane holy shit they really want to channel that vibe uh and then i don't know if it's the producer or the engineer this hours using every possible overdub idea to construct these tr- songs this a lot of improv just recording a lot of improv and then plugging in the overdubs god to kind of it's kind of funny how it's my life was the fucking puzzle pieces yeah because that's more appropriate oh the cover the cover of the album yeah 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 that album cover is more appropriate for this because of the way it was assembled that's interesting as also i i just saw this right now fucking steve winwood played organ on the on uh that's that track uh what is it uh i don't believe in you and living in another world yeah, that makes sense. No, no, that was no, was last album. Sorry, oh, okay. I'm, reading, I'm looking at the wrong album. I'm an idiot. I was see Winwood played on this on this band. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if he's on this album too, I guess you know. No, you he's, got, he's not. Okay, he's not. I was gonna say you got 16 people popping in. The someone famous. There's there was looked like as that that is uh that many people on the last album as well. But this yeah. one, look at dude, fucking clarinet, oboe, bassoon, bowed guitar. There's like so many. There's, this is an instrument I've never even seen before. Shazgis? What the I, fuck is Shazgis? That, that sounds like some slang they use in like the Midwest, or it's like a dive bar. Like, uh, hey, we're gonna go to Shazgis after the Bears game. Yeah, and, and I try to click on it, and it just goes to the guy's name. So maybe he invented this fucking thing. <laughs> Holy shit! But, uh, but yeah. So back to this thing. This is the most. Also very minimal. I guess there was very the minimal most- talking to the players. It'd be like, you're in the studio. Here's what we want. Play. That makes a lot of sense because there is so much space on this album. This is this is essentially the first post-rock album yeah. ever, ever made. Yeah. Like, like uh, I, I gushed about how Slim was like the basically single-handedly invented post-rock. In a way, this really kind of invented post-rock. This this album. Yeah, I think it's also appropriate for a band that was so like firmly planted in pop music to like instead of a band like Slint rejecting uh, rock and roll norms to have a band that actually participated in it be like. No, this is there's there's more to life than this. Yeah, you, it's my life. All right, yeah, don't yeah. you forget. Again, I, more pro- I made a stupid joke. <laughs> more appropriate for this album than uh, yeah. I think, I mean, I'm gonna come back to it because you know people love it, and 
I may, I may end up loving it. I may end up hating it. You got to be in the mood for it. You got to be really focused. You have to be, it's again, like, like a band, like any kind of deep post rock band, you got to be like wanting to and open to it. And also you have to just, it has to just work for you. It's, it's a, it's, it's weird because I think they cited it as an inspiration, but you have like an album, like Miles Davis's sketches of Spain, which like, I didn't love that album at first. And I guess I not really like knowledgeable about jazz, but like, I love throwing that album just like in the background. Mm -hmm. And for some reason that one works better for me than well this this, and it it could also be like i'm just not familiar with it where like that miles davis album there's a there's a comfort to it where i can like yeah there's nothing hooky about it but it's all about the vibe and a lot of subtleness yeah there's yeah and but again like if it's on in the background this will disappear it's just it's just too gentle it's so this is the one that any kind of lay person would be like, oh, this is a boy's the most boring album they have. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying attention to it, if if you're not in the mood for it, yes, it yeah. is. But God damn it, like that a lot of this, a lot of this song specifically really has a feels very impressionist, you know, WC and Ravel and you know, early 1900s kind of stuff. Because not just the type of instruments like the bassoons and oboes and shit like mm-hmm. that, which is I mean, it's obvious like you, you get these early orchestral. orchestral instruments in there but it's just the way the way they 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 flood these songs mm-hmm. where like uh the first three tracks are basically one 30 minute song yeah they, they're separated into tracks and song titles but, but they bleed over they bleed too. over completely but desire is like the first moment in the album where they get loud and it feels like those first two the first 20 minutes of like the album is yeah. kind of slowly building up into this giant fucking crazy thing. And then it goes quiet and then it goes, you know, it's loud, quiet, yeah. loud, quiet, loud kind of thing. But I don't know if it's cause I'm a simpleton, but desire was like the only song I, I like. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Like I think it's, I do get it for, for, for stuff like inheritance. Uh, Again, like many others, like mm. it's just so small. These are tiny songs. They're in uh, the in the sense of what's going, not the length. Exactly, yeah. they're they're very small in in terms of uh, like the amount of notes, the amount mm-hmm. of the, the volume of it. It's just such a small thing. You have to. It's almost like you're looking at it through a magnifying glass. Yeah. So stuff like inheritance, it's extremely musical. It's extremely musical, but it's so easy to miss. It's mm-hmm. so easy to miss. And again, not everybody likes impressionist shit. It's like, sure. it, it is born to a lot of people. So it's not like this is going to automatically change your mind, but it's so much more complex than it, than it seems on the surface. And obviously more than I was ever expecting. Like, yeah. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Um, I, I'm surprised you don't like, I believe in you. Cause that thing is like psychedelic as fuck. Yeah. I don't. <sighs> yeah. I this. Not, not ashamed to admit I I don't fucking get it right now. I'm gonna listen to it again yeah. at some point. Well, you, uh, leave some leave uh, some time. Give yeah, yourself some time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure if I did like worked for like a, a magazine or something and I did that sort of review, they'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like you're you're fired. You gotta you gotta pick something." That is the oh, you don't have our opinions. You're out of here. Like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Like, it's not for it's not for everyone. This is this is. 
the band in general, but this album specifically is the one where I love it. It's very moving to me, but I totally get anyone not liking it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's difficult. Yeah. Like the last two albums are very difficult. And by process of elimination, I'm obviously not opposed to, to the this, idea yeah. of it. It's just not for me right now. Yeah. Th- this one's a, uh, man, it's a fucking wild band. Crazy band. I still, I still love every song. Uh, I think Wealth is a great closer, but it, again, it's, it's not a closer in the traditional sense. It's very mm-hmm. much. A, I mean, your opening was the close. Kind of. Yeah. Holy so, shit. Yeah. But crazy album. Very, very gentle. Very minimal. Uh, you've been warned, but goddamn, I love it. Alex does not. It's his least favorite. Uh, but we have one more left. Yes, we do. Oh yeah. So now. Here we are, 1991's Laughing Stock. And maybe, just maybe, the last album got me indoctrinated a little bit, got my got my body ready for this one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Peter Gabriel more than ever. And then, yeah, sadly, we don't have Paul Webb anymore. We're down to duo. Recorded 50 musicians for this. Only 18 ended up on the album, though. I mean, holy shit. At first, I was like, God damn it. Are we getting Spirit of Eden Part 2 with this? You'd think so with this this part we're hearing right now. Yeah, but... We are not. No. Yeah, so I was... Oh, god damn. Again, you have to listen closely because so many things are happening. Yeah. That stand-up bass is, is on the whole album now. Yeah. And it was recorded the same way, just overdubs. Yeah. And then, yeah, just the improv, just go and play for an hour or whatever. We'll we'll take what we like. And So this is a, right here, is a pretty good example of what is a lot of the album. It's some, got some noir sac, uh, brass right yep. there, but feels way more like a film score than a than a record mm-hmm. or an album there, there's ultimately even even in the quiet moments like this i felt like there was more for me to latch on to yep. than the previous album there is like i, I want to oh, it takes a while but yeah. i want it to wait for it to kick in a little bit because man I, which one of these dames hurt you <sighs> These birds? <laughs> These oh yeah, over there they're birds. Be funny to watch like a there's gotta be like a British noir movie. That'd be weird. Some guy with a cockney accent. What's all this then? <laughs> God damn. Oh man. This is so hard to defend. It's so <laughs> but it's so well written. Listen to these fucking melodies and progressions. <laughs> Just gonna end up listening to the whole song, aren't we? You know what? You gotta put on Ascension Day because that one yeah, starts yeah. pretty immediately. Because yeah. before, before you, you oh play, shit, so that, oh, good. That, that. Uh, but because okay, it's ready to go when you when you're ready. Right on. 
And then obviously best. Best. And, and like this was this was my best until like 10 minutes before you got here. Oh shit. Yeah, because I this is this is incredible. Incredible. And that was like a it's not a bad representation of the album, because that's a lot of it is that mm-hmm. quiet and minimal. But the moments where it picks up are like this one, where it's it's pretty substantial. It is better at balancing the quiet, loud dynamic. Yeah. No, Super jazzy. This is the song where I was like, we might have something here. This is not necessarily the last album, yeah. part two. Exactly. First of all, the drum sound is brilliant. It's oh, yeah. so live. It's so jazzy. It's so in the room with you. Also, this was like, this is where I finally was like, uh, we always talk about like what a weird label post rock is, but like, this sounds like a post post rock drums. Is, this is post rock. This, this is every post rock yeah. drum sound ever. To be fair, this is ninety one, so Slint already existed and was doing their thing. Yeah, it's just a, a nice parallel. Yeah. yeah. Also, I don't know if these guys were no. listening to no, Slint. No chance. <laughs> But yeah, this song, I was like, hold up a minute. Oh, yeah. By the way, I know why you like this. Why? Those vocal lines, straight up Volta. Imagine, Are they? imagine Cedric singing these. I could hear. I, I didn't think about it, yeah. but I thought of another artist we uh, covered um, when we get around to new grass. Oh yeah, I was like, man, these guys fucking walk so Jeff Buckley could run. Oh yeah, which I mean, he really was not even that far off not from there. Yeah, so, um, man, imagine like. Buckley not dying and Talk Talk staying together as a group, like man, the ninety, yeah. What it got some like, you know, obviously the nineties are the nineties, but like, I don't know. There's just something so like unique about this and and Buckley where it's just like, it's more timeless. Like, yeah, you know, obviously, I love my grunge music. We've talked Fred. about it at nauseum. Yeah. We'll we've almost about had this conversation more. last episode uh, too. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like for for a band to be able to stand stand there and kind of like shut out the world, not in a bad way, like where they're this kind of, but like this to craft something that's so out of out of time. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, because that's this is so unbelievably ahead of its time, and I hate that phrase, and it's so fucking tired. But it this feels like well, a modern film score, like yeah. something from a Bobby Curley cut kind of thing, or or fucking, I don't know. It, it just it it has that that uh, I keep saying confidence, but performances on songs like Ascension Day, like we we're just hearing, it's it's so calm. Like the way they're performing it is like mm-hmm. we have nothing to prove. We're taking you on this thing. Come join us if you want yeah it's like it like to say it takes its time is a fucking understatement these songs are massive like yes. this is this you know last album had six six songs each of them lengthy the same with this one mm-hmm. six lengthy tracks tracks and this one obviously has more of a jazz feel there's more of a, a live performance feel to it even though there's a million overdubs yeah it still feels more like a band and that's part of what i think is brilliant 
about it is how or I guess even the last one too is like how there's this improv live feel to it and even though they're very open about the overdubs yeah and the, so to be able to produce that um what was his fucking name um uh, uh, yeah for yeah. him for him to be able to like produce that and i'm sure the engineers and whoever else like help craft this album behind the scenes and get this these organic yeah performances out of over all these overdubs is just really fucking insane but more impressive here for me um even a song like after the flood like when the feedback kicks in i'm like oh yeah I'm like, this is a fucking Boris song now. The soundscapes that permeate the hell out of that song are unbelievable. Yes. Like, pr- production-wise, this is kind of remarkable. I mean, because, again, it's just this feedback sound, which somehow has so much in it. Yes. Like, there's something about, well, I've talked about this a lot, like the Nirvana episode, where we're well like really well timed and calculated feedback changes everything yes it or, does. or with melvin's and stuff yeah. like it changes everything and especially with, a, with a, an album this this spacious and empty and quiet and somber and you just get this fucking it's like oh god i feel it I yes feel it. yes it's like it's screaming it's like it's screaming yeah it's uh it's its own vocal yeah vocal uh melodies uh, the the most film score vibe I got from the whole thing was from Taphead. Oh man! Around like three minutes into it, it starts Sounds fucking good. Throwing in all this fucking the noir brass again, mm. like throwing all these things, and it just keeps building up in a way that that feels so experimental, but it just coalesces into this this thing that like God damn, I can envision an entire universe but, within this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure David Lynch loves this album. Fucking better. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good, That's guys. Our terrible David Lynch. Well, uh, I want to come to Twin Peaks. Yeah. He's always doing the hand thing. That's how you know you're normal when you do things like that. Yeah. It's like, hello, I'm normal. Uh, switching to acoustic bass. Do you guys like bass. Wild at Heart? God damn it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we all like it. Stop asking. Uh, switching the, the, the full transition to every song having an, uh, a stand-up bass is it makes such a fucking big difference in tone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the, the strongest thing about the album is, is the tone of everything. Mm-hmm. Guitar, bass, drums, e- e- all the random ass uh, sounds and harmonicas and all that. I mean, yeah, they're pretty much an orchestra yeah. now. And even, and even though they only ended up using 18, which I guess is still an orchestra. It's a, lot of, people. a lot of people. It's still a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, you bring in 50 people. Whew. Holy shit, dude. Playing their individual stuff. So here's a question. If they they blew their load at EMI with the last album. They left, they left EMI. Okay. And had quite a lengthy legal battle, which I didn't really... If people want to read about it, they can read about it. I don't want to, I don't want to fuck up the facts, mm-hmm. but it led to a pretty lengthy legal battle. Um, and then they got out and they signed, uh, I believe, is it called the Ver? Yeah, if you want to look it up. Um, it's a jazz record label and they, they picked it because the Mothers of Invention were also on that label. Really? Yeah. So this is not EMI anymore. Oh, Verve? Verve, yeah. yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so very, very interesting that they got out of their EMI contract and then like broke up shortly after this. But I guess, you know, it was this like, well, we need to say this thing and, and that's it for us. I mean, it's one hell of a send off. Yeah. Like, and he, another reason. Uh, so before I go into like my my minimal problems with it, um, the new grass, because you brought it up before. Yeah. Like it's guitar and drums focused. It's not, it's not like those are the only instruments. There's a bunch of shit happening, mm -hmm. but those are like the, the focal points. Uh, the, the, those are the things that are right, right in the front at certain, at certain points, the way there, there's pianos in there and there's something about the timbre of the pianos that it's super, super warm. They're very subtle, but they're, pr it's just produced flawlessly. The, the way, yeah. Because piano, it's because it, it's, it's Tim playing that, right? He's like, I got to make myself be the best. Yeah. Things, <laughs> I find piano to be like an, an interesting instrument to to mix and produce because it always just feels like piano. Mm -hmm. You can have it bright. You can have it, you know, Darker, war, warm, yeah. warm and like in and low heavy or whatever the fuck. You could do all kinds of things with it, but you, it always just feels like piano here. It feels not like it's not piano. It just has a different personality to it where it's, I, I can't make a single comparison to any, other, yeah. other than like, this should be in a fucking movie. Like it's, yeah. it's that much, it's that subtle. Like, yeah. It, it's just so fucking well done. It's a haunting song, man. It's yeah. so good. It's all goddamn good. But the problem I had is a uh, Rune or Ru I think I say you pronounce it. Rooney, Rune, the, the closer. Oh. I think it's the, the weakest song on the, on the album in a weak closer. Uh, it's not like it's bad. It's just mm -hmm. the most minimal, gentle thing on there. You know what the problem is? They shouldn't record songs with uh, that sound like Renee. That's true. Because Renee Blue, and that's therefore, yeah, Rune, yeah. Uh, it's nice, but it's like five minutes of essentially winding down and ending. Yes. And uh, Which I guess for an album that likes to take its time. It makes minutes, sense. Five minutes is it's shit. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. But it, it, it is an anticlimactic end. And like I said, this was this was an this was the what I picked for best. For a while. And yeah. then with the color of spring, that's as soon as that album ended, I wanted to hear it again. With this one, I needed a minute. Mm -hmm. It's it's that kind of thing where a simple a, a thing as simple as the way you end it determines if it's the best or not with a band like this. Mm. Yeah. The, the last two albums are definitely things to marinate on and digest. There's, they're not fast food albums by, yeah. by any means. Yeah. Every time I finished one of these albums, like I didn't want to start another one and I wanted to just kind of let it digest a mm -hmm. little bit, except, except the color of spring where I immediately wanted to jump into it again. And like, I, I got to hear it again. Yeah. Like, I fucking, this, this feels good. Not that this doesn't feel good, but it's just a different, Different, thing. yeah. It's it it. You have to really focus on it. It's it's not. It's. I think this is the most difficult album. Where even though the last one was probably more more minimal and probably more boring in a lot yeah. of areas, this one it has too many things going on, but behind the scenes, like not mm. literally, but just mm -hmm. underneath the underneath the vocal line, there's like a million things happen, but they're so quiet. Yeah, like, you have to really focus. Goddamn, man. Obviously, I disagree, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They fucking broke up after they never did a reunion thing. God damn. That's wild. Uh, I don't know if someone in the comment section knows. I don't know if they played any of these songs on the last two albums live. I don't know if you fucking 
could you- i'm i'm sure like you you know there's like cover bands that like dedicate themselves to playing like beef heart exactly i'm yeah. sure I'm sure a modern band could fucking do it if they, they yeah. sat down and fucking did it. But um, but it's also different when you when you write stuff a certain way and then you don't really pay attention to how it'll be performed. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 tricky. But uh, Hollis, I think he did a solo album. Uh, Webb and Harris would go on to form a band called O-Rang, which I'm gonna check out because those two are rad. And then uh, Webb, a man after my own heart, would go on to work with uh, Beth Gibbons of Portishead on her solo album. Really? So that man got his fingers in post-rock, trip-hop, synth-pop. Man is uh, diverse, well-rounded. What a beautiful bass player that guy is. Not too bad. And then uh, Mark Hollis died February 2019. Fuck, man. That was recent. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Holy shit. But yeah, what a, man, what a like interesting, like I'm so glad we did it. And even though I have my, some issues, but like, man, what a like interesting band that is like kind of like right like right under everything popular not underground yeah or indie but like yeah like they, they they have one of the biggest songs in the world still yeah but it's not the stuff that we're talking about yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah super super interesting um yeah i've fucking i yeah, i had a ball doing doing this one this was this was so easy and it, it made my day easier like yes. i was just in a good mood because i was enjoying it so much yeah. like ah all right and i'm also really really glad I, I finally went back to those last two albums and i finally at least get it to a degree mm-hmm. where before i was like too minimal boring i hate the vocals i don't know what's happening to like oh this is insane <laughs> this let is me, insane let me tell you that post rock stuff was was jarring comes out of nowhere yeah comes out of fucking yeah. nowhere that was real jarring but uh obviously i'm a fan of one more than the other yeah. and i'm for i'm for bands being weird changing their sound and yeah wild wild discography fun ass one of the, the uh, my favorite it. bands that we've covered just in terms of like going into something new, this is this is the shit. This, yes. this is what I love about this. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, discography so wild that I needed to award almost every album an accolade yeah. except for one album. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm surprised I just condensed into two. Just. That's it's it's crazy yeah. for how varied it is. Yeah, like I thought I was crazy, but then we started talking. I was like, no, that it totally makes sense. Why? Yeah, why, why I did it? God damn. But recap. Oh, juicy recap. Mm. Uh, personal favorite, the party's over. Fucking, that is synth pop at its best. Yeah. Worse, it's my life. Just less interesting than the other albums. Least favorite, Spirit of Eden. I was bored. I appreciate the work that went into it. Uh, I, I might come around one day. One day you might see me and I might be like, Spirit of Eden. That's my jam. Turns out not boring. Not boring. And then my best laughing stock. I think that does what they wanted to do on Spirit of Eden way better. Uh more to latch on to. And uh yeah. Wonderful. Uh it's my life, worst and least favorite. It's the only one I won't be coming back to. 
It's the only one, but I'm sure everybody likes the title track. So good on you for that. Uh, best personal favorite, the color of spring. It is uh, the best of both worlds, in my opinion. It has the accessibility and, and hookiness of the new wave stuff, along with the insane arrangements and production of the later stuff, while also just consistent killer songwriting the whole way through. I I'm, I love it so much. Not that I don't also love the other, the last two. I do very much like the last two albums, especially Laughing Stock, but I, I, my heart's sick, Color Spring. Yes. Yeah. Gotta follow your heart on these things. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening and watching. Thank you, Ryan, for, for very intelligently <laughs> suggesting this one. This is like, a, I feel like a fucking asshole for not like adding them to the list at some point. Cause like, man, this is so, uh, there's so two. It, perfectly a thing we should have talked about a long time ago, but too many fucking bands, a lot of bands. So thank you for, for always supporting and hanging out and uh, requesting this one. And anyone else who wants to help and support, you can patreon.com slash every album ever. Like, like we said before, bonus episodes, early access, certain episodes, discounts off merch. And of course you get to jump the line and requesting an artist. First, we have a million gajillion requests, even the really good ones that I want to cover early. It's just hard. It's very hard to, to, redo the schedule takes a few hours and patreon members come first so mm-hmm. we always prioritize them they're going to be they're going to be ahead for a while so we got a lot of a lot of patreon requests requests coming up uh, talk talk playlist on spotify you can find a link in the description uh playlist associated with every single episode that we've done so go to every and check all that out and if you can follow me on twitch twitter instagram all that at pander monkey and you can follow alex on instagram at Mother Puncture. Hell yeah. So that wraps about that about wraps it up. I'm gonna give it to you. You won't give it to me? Yeah. Oh, that's a sweet oh boy. Well, because I'm all over the map. I could I could do a million things. I, I feel like you're more laser focused. You have a little bit more history with the band. So only a tad though. But only a tad. So I am a <sighs> Oh yeah, you're you're still having a tough. I, I ha- it's between two songs. Okay, it's between that's two better. songs, and I'm th- and I was thinking about this before you even got in, and I I thought I knew, but you know what? It's got to be time. It's time. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's it, a great pick. It just feels too damn good. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening and watching. See ya.